Hello, I'm Jacqueline Delaurier and welcome to our postcard from Poland. In January 2011, Poland was granted a two-year precautionary loan under the IMF's flexible credit line. The loans were designed to help countries in good economic shape that might need cash in a hurry should the economy take a turn for the worse. Poland hasn't needed the funds so far, despite the problems in Europe, and with us today to understand the story behind the headlines is Mr. Mark Allen, the IMF's representative in the region. Mark Allen has worked on Eastern and Central European issues for many years, and he's joined us from Warsaw to share his impressions of the region as the economic shockwaves of 2011 echo into the new year. Mark Allen, Poland's economy has actually been quite resilient since 2008, and they've fared quite a bit better than some of their European neighbors in the past year. Why is that? Well, Poland is in some ways more like a large emerging market, um, a, a version, say, of Turkey or Brazil or possibly China, uh, in that its growth has been quite strong while uh, a number of the smaller countries and, of course, the industrial countries have seen rather poor performance. Here in Poland, uh, they have benefited from being a large economy with quite substantial domestic demand. There's been a high public investment growth, some of the highest in Europe in the course of the, uh, the last year. Um, consumption has been held uh, pretty high thanks to EU funds flowing into the country, uh, and they were in a position where they could have counter-cyclical fiscal policy, in other words, putting in some more demand into the economy uh, during the time that when they were under, uh, under pressure. So um, Poland has fared pretty well. It has a stronger banking system than many other countries, and in the period which went, led up to the crisis, um, there were fewer vulnerabilities developed here in Poland. So altogether, this, the performance of Poland has been pretty strong and continues to be one of the strongest growth countries in the European Union. Just one figure on that, which is that between 2007 and 2011, in other words, the four years over the crisis, the Polish economy grew by 15%, and the nearest competitor in the Eurozone, which was Slovakia, grew by 8%. So the performance has indeed been extremely strong. So in part, Poland has been able to weather the current crisis because of the work they did in the lead up to it, because otherwise they wouldn't have had, as you pointed out, that extra money to spend once they hit a downturn. Ex exactly. Um, they didn't allow the boom in the banking system and the housing boom to uh, get out of hand. They didn't run uh, large f fiscal uh, deficits before the, before the crisis. Uh, their debt, which is still a bit high, I must say, by emerging market standards at close to 55%, uh, wasn't at the sort of levels, though, that um, gave rise to concern. So, yes, indeed, the fact that they were in a good position going into the crisis really helped them enormously. Now, no one is immune in the current crisis, and although the Polish economy clearly is doing well, they must still face risks. Yesterday we heard from the IMF, the World Economic Outlook, things are not looking good for Europe in terms of economic growth. So given all of that in the neighborhood, as it were, what are the risks that the Polish economy faces this year? Well, the main risks to Poland are from factors outside. As you, as you say, the fund has downgraded its growth forecasts for the Eurozone, and in fact for most countries in Europe. 
uh, we're expecting the eurozone to be in a slight recession uh, next year. Poland is affected in could be affected in three ways. The first is through external demand. The Polish economy is dependent on exports to the eurozone and through the eurozone to other parts of the world. So export the export channel is one way Poland could be affected by this uh, slowdown in the eurozone and in world growth. The second issue really is that capital to emerging markets could be more difficult to come by. We've already seen when there is concern in international markets that uh, the amount of money flowing to emerging market funds goes down, uh, and that can cause uh, downward pressure on the exchange rate. And here in Poland, though the problem is not as severe as elsewhere, there are quite a lot of foreign exchange mortgages whose uh, repayment burden would go up if the exchange rate depreciated. And then the third channel in which Poland might be affected is problems in the West European banking system. About uh, two-thirds of the banking system is owned by banks um, headquartered outside Poland, mostly in Western Europe. And uh, if the parents are having difficulties in recapitalizing themselves or in obtaining liquidity, there could be some spillover to the subsidiaries in in Poland. Having said all that, in our assessment, Poland is fairly well placed to deal with these problems. And finally, on the banking system, uh, the banking system here is well capitalized and highly profitable, uh, which is uh, in a rather better shape than in many other countries. So, Mark, if the the Polish banking system has been deleveraging, explain the ways in which they've been doing it. Have they been selling off assets? Have they been raising capital? What has been their plan? Well, the Polish banking system is well capitalized because the uh, supervisors insisted in 2010 that all profits be retained by banks rather than distributed. And since the banking system was profitable, this gave quite a capital boost to the, uh, to, to the banking system. It's true that the raising new capital on the markets is fairly, fairly difficult, but the, the Warsaw Stock Exchange is, is, is pretty liquid, and so it's possible that more capital could be raised in that, in that way. But uh, the the basic way in which capital has been raised by Polish banks has been through the retention of profits, and they will do so again uh, this year for those banks whose capital falls below some uh, quite high uh, Polish-defined level. On the other side, there is a problem of uh, non-performing loans, uh, rather bad loans on the balance sheets, but the, again, the problem is not as severe as in a number of other countries. And the domestic banking system is actually much less leveraged than the banking system of the parent banks. Poland hasn't needed to draw on the flexible credit line, but it's there in case it needs it. But there have also been reports recently that Poland has announced that they will be participating in boosting the IMF's lending capacity. How does Poland manage that process? The flexible credit line that was uh, approved for Poland has been extremely useful uh, to Poland. Of course, they haven't drawn on it because they haven't been facing a crisis. But it's precisely the availability of that funding from the IMF 
that has given a lot more confidence both to the authorities and to the financial markets. It's uh, quite remarkable how often when talking to Polish officials and to people in the financial community here in Poland, how often and how positively they mention the support that the FCL has actually provided. There are some questions being asked here about if, you know, if Poland has a credit line from the fund in case it has problems, why is it also uh, going to contribute money to um, lend money to the fund uh, in order to increase the fund's lending capacity? The, the answer is uh, twofold. Firstly, uh, this is a European Union response to the need for a stronger IMF and Poland as an European Union member wants to make its contribution along with the other members of the European Union. The way it does so is by making part of its foreign exchange available uh, to the fund. Uh, this, if it was used, it wouldn't cause balance of payments pressures for Poland. It would just be a change in how the foreign exchange reserves are invested. If Poland needed to draw the FCL, however, then we would not use Poland's contribution to the fund's lending capacity. But in the event that, as we confidently expect, Poland will not have to use the FCL, then making money available to the fund out of Poland's foreign exchange reserves is a um, very sensible and, uh, and generous way to go. So, Mark, when we last spoke in almost two years ago now, you described the mood in Poland as upbeat. How has this changed? People are quietly confident, but not uh, complacent about the current situation. They're aware of the storms outside. Here in Poland, um, a large public investment program is, is, is winding down, uh, so there's somewhat less stimulus from public investment. But the figures on private investment are pretty good, and consumers still seem to be pretty confident. So altogether, the mood looks, looks good. Thank you very much for joining us today, Mark Allen. For more information on the IMF and the global economic outlook, visit imf.org. Also, check out our video and podcast webpage for the latest interviews and broadcasts.